0: The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call
1: 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Paggs.
0: Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a lot going on. We've got a, a great interview. Sheila Gunn-Reed from, um, from Canada, Alberta, Canada. She's with Rebel News. She's got a show, the Sheila Gunn Show. And um, we're going to talk about guns. I mean, her, her, her name is G-U-N-N, but we're going to talk about guns. And Justin Trudeau going after guns. You can't buy a handgun, look at a handgun, smell a handgun. You can't trade a handgun. And he was protected by people you know, who all had handguns when he said it. And then the doofuses behind him with the masks on. I just really wanted to delve into what the hell is wrong with this guy and why is he the leader of Canada? And uh, what a great conversation we ended up having. Make sure you stick around for that. It's going to be at the bottom of the hour. Plus, um... Hey, let's let's do all the drugs we can in one state in America. How did that work out? We've got the answer the to that as well. There's a lot coming your way. It is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you taking the time on your Thursday. Feeling all right. Uh-huh. Let's go. Seems I
2: got to have a change in the scene. Uh-huh. Cause every night I have the strangest dreams by the way things used to be yeah. Left here on my own, or so it seems I got to leave before I start to scream
0: Mark Don and Mel get it done
2: somebody locked the door and took the key Let's go
0: that's Kerry Lockheed. feeling sorry for me because from six you otherwise would have said something dumb there.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> that I'll I know, I saw your face. We saw it. <laughs>
0: That's Polo making it happen. Sam into his house. <laughs> Thursday, almost Friday, the weekend's almost here. It's how we do. I'm just hoping the, the crud's done by by the weekend. I just want to chill. You know what I mean? I want to. I, I don't know. want to deal with the crud. Well,
2: I know.
0: On the weekend, maybe why should a couple I have to?
2: More days, you shouldn't. It's very unfair.
0: Now the That's... doc says contagious uh, up to about five, maybe as many as ten days, but I'm not sure. I mean, at some point I'll take another test and we'll yeah. see what happens. You know what, what the story is, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm over it now. If you're just joining us, if you haven't been with us all week, you haven't heard me complaining and whining, Let's be honest, well, I'm, I've not been that much it, of a people. whiner. I've been working my ass off. <laughs>
2: No, you really haven't whined too much about it. I will you actually get
0: mad at me that I worked Monday. Like, what I know, are you working? What's yeah. the matter with you? Crazy. I'm like, I'm not you. I don't take off every other day. You know really? But, um, hmm. Yeah, I've got the COVID. COVID-19 picked it up in New York while I was up there for a conference. And uh, it turns out a few people that were up there have it. I wasn't the one giving it out, and I'm pretty sure I know who did. I'm not going to say it, but I'm pretty sure I missed because somebody just I I was reminded, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. I said, okay, all right, I got you. Okay, okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, in New York,
2: was anyone like in New York City and walking around? Are the people still wearing the masks? Or I didn't, I wasn't in New York City, I I was on Long Island, I was in Hempstead, oh,
0: okay, and um, and nobody there was wearing masks, nobody
2: gotcha, okay.
0: It was actually at a Hofstra University. It was at at a big campus there. Nobody was wearing the the masks. Hmm. Perhaps we should have been. Because the masks, from what I understand, would save us from this. Um, Carrie, do you realize that one year ago, like right now, um, Fauci was talking about the Delta variant, and that if you get vaccinated, you will be safe from infection? Mm, Yeah, we now know that is not true. He, of course, who is infected right now, and he's he's vaccinated, double boosted. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not vaxxed or boosted or anything, and I'm not going to be, but, um, one point he
2: was talking about
0: double masking. Uh, There were some people saying triple Um, mask. Yeah. And you've got Pfizer, I think asking for the approval to get the fourth booster. And they're trying to now give the experimental drug to kids. Yeah. Like two to five years old. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure I understand Mm -hmm. what's going on, but, but here we are. So again, um, uh, I'm, I'm feeling better I'm not a hundred percent. I'm far from it. Hopefully I'll be a hundred percent sometime, either this weekend or after the weekend. It's gonna work out just fine. I'm glad that we made it till Thursday. All right. Oftentimes over the years, I would hear about these stories and I would say, Well, this is really dumb. Um and, and because they are, where people say, Let's just decriminalize all drugs. And there's always this argument that I try to that, that I have with people about decriminalizing marijuana or making marijuana legal. Well, I'm not sure I understand the difference other than perhaps if you're caught with marijuana, you can't keep it. If it's decriminalized, you can throw it out, but you're not going to be charged with anything. There's no crime committed. If it's legal, you can have it, keep it. Nobody takes it from you. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. But in one state in this union, they decided they would decriminalize all drugs. I guess maybe as a test. And I'm not really sure why they thought that. And there are, we have plenty of stations in this state and I'm wondering what the thought process was and the results are really bad. Carrie, if you don't mind, fill us in on what happened here in Oregon.
2: From Fox News, the streets of downtown Portland, Oregon, resemble an open air drug market. Heroin, meth, and fentanyl use is rampant and often visible in city streets. And Portland police officers drive by homeless addicts buying and using. And the signs of drug addiction are actually increasing throughout the state, according to law enforcement sources. Oregon ranks second highest among U.S. states for substance abuse with nearly one in five adults addicted. In November 2007, In 2020, voters overwhelmingly passed Measure 110, the Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Act, secured 58% of the votes and decriminalized possession of small amounts of hard drugs, such as heroin, meth, cocaine, and fentanyl. The new law made possession of those substances no more than a Class E violation, the equivalent of a traffic ticket punishable by a maximum $100 fine. But the fine is dismissed when someone who is fined calls a help hotline, Lines for Life, and completes a health assessment the idea is to connect drug abusers with services and treatment instead of putting them behind bars. 16 months into this first-in-the-nation experiment, the numbers paint a bleak picture. Drug overdose deaths hit an all-time high in 2021 with 1,069, a 41% increase from 2020. And very few people are getting into treatment. According to the Lund Report, after one year, just 136 people had entered treatment. Less than 1% of those helped by Measure 110, but the actual number may be even lower. And David Murray is a senior fellow in the Hudson Institute who advised drug czars in two different presidential administrations. It is predictable, was predicted, and now, unfortunately, is coming to pass in front of our eyes, said Murray. It is a tragedy and a self-inflicted wound.
0: I mean, I'm just trying to break this down in my head because, again, little foggy, got the COVID. So, Oregon decided we're going to let you smoke crack meth do heroin
2: fentanyl
0: fentanyl which will just kill you
2: even a small amount of that
0: (laughs) just right out there in the public square and we're supposed to be surprised that uh, like 1100 people died of overdoses you're literally telling people who are drug addicts please do more of the drugs and then i mean did they think that there would be a positive here hey nobody's dying of overdoses anymore fentanyl Come on, dude. I just I don't understand, mm-hmm. and you keep on electing these people. Oregon, I love you, and I know, I know, I know. The people that are listening to me are like, no, it's not us, Pags. It's it's, it's uh, the big Portland's electing everybody every every time. I hear you do something. Listen, if if Arnold Schwarzenegger can win in California as a Republican. If Rudy Giuliani can win in New York City or George Pataki, George Pataki can win in New York State. It's very, very blue areas. Don't tell me that it's insurmountable. You are stepping over people who are dying of overdoses on your city streets in the public square, and these same people just live there, or they just keep on uh, leading there. Don't elect them anymore. Kick them out. Impeach them. Recall them. Do what you have to do. Primary them, challenge them. You see, it looks, listen, San Francisco can get rid of three school board members that are too radical. You can get rid of some horrible government officials in, in Oregon. San Francisco can get rid of a, a ridiculous DA. You can get rid of ridiculous people making decisions to allow for hard drugs to be done in the streets. And and you now have more overdose deaths or poisoning deaths, whatever you want to call them, than you've ever had before. It, it does, I don't understand. How did this make things better? What was the goal? Because I'm starting to think, call me a conspiracy theorist, I'm starting to think that the radical left in this country and on this planet are looking to kill as many people as they can before, out of population control. The way they treated us with COVID when it first came out tells me that. The way they're treating people who are drug addict, uh, addicted tells me that. 110,000 drug poisonings or deaths 110,000 in a year in this great land? Dude, there's something going on here. And You know what's really interesting to me? Because I watch Elon Musk over on Twitter, and, and he keeps saying that the world can handle a lot more people. Why are we worried about population control? We don't have anywhere near enough people on this planet. But there is a push from the opposite side that says, get rid of as many as we can. A million people in this country, something like that, died of COVID because we didn't get the treatment right? We are putting everybody on ventilators? And now we're giving hard drug users all the access to the hard drugs they need. In fact, do it here in front of the morgue. We'll just throw your body in a bag and throw them inside. I don't give a crap anymore. I don't want to hear it, New York. I don't want to hear it, Chicago. I don't want to hear it, Minneapolis. I don't want to hear it, Portland. I don't want to hear it, Seattle. I don't want to hear your crap anymore. Vote these losers out. Stop thinking about blue versus red. Stop thinking D versus R. Start thinking what's best for my, for my city, my state, my family, and myself. And maybe we'll start getting some people in there that won't do so many stupid things. I mean, I'm telling you, this is out of control. 888 pags 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Coming right back. Stay here.
1: This is the Joe Pags Show.
0: My pleasure to have you here. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Lots to get to interview coming up. Make sure you don't miss it. It's going to be Sheila Gunn Reed, and uh, really good information out of Canada. We go right up North and we say, hey, let's, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePAGS.com. Love reminding you about Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks always comes up with the ideal package for whatever the occasion happens to be. Got father's day on the way. Make sure you take care of Father's Day. Take care of that dad in your life. I mean, without a doubt, go to omahasteaks.com right now and put in PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar and save over 50% when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package. Just $99. It's a limited-time package, including 16 mouth-watering entrees he's guaranteed to love, like tender bacon-wrapped filet mignons, gourmet jumbo franks, the boneless chicken breasts are amazing, a great finish, great, des- great dessert, caramel apple tartlets. They go fast. Keep that in mind. They go fast special gift for my listeners, when you type in PAGS in the search bar and click on search, get the Dad's Want Steaks package. You're also going to get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. You can't beat the value of this package. It's amazing. Never too late to send Dad Omaha Steaks. Grilling season is here. A perfect time to share delicious food with the ones you love and make memories. Go to omahasteaks.com, type in PAGS, P-A-G-S, into the search bar, save over 50% when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package for just $99. You're going to get 16 entrees, four desserts, 8 free Omaha Steaks burgers. You've got to go now. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword PAGS. Make that happen. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be Missy in San Antonio. Missy, what's going on? Hi.
1: You know, I listen to you sometimes, and I just laugh because I, I cannot believe how in sync I am with some of your line of thinking. It's it's not all the time. I'm not going to blow smoke up your butt and make, make you think it's all the time, but your comment just now about wondering whether or not these policies on this drug legalization or decriminalization or whatever it is, is a form of population control was exactly what my thought process is. Because I cannot understand why people who are supposed to have our best interest in mind are doing things that are literally killing our population and they don't seem to care. And at this point, I know it sounds insensitive, but anyone dumb enough to think that they care about us and what happens to us deserve what they get.
0: Well, Missy, a couple of things. I'm a little disappointed I'm not getting the smoke up my butt, so that's one thing. Uh, But the second thing is I just wanted somebody to show me a study that proved that if you let people smoke meth and do heroin in the public square, that's saving lives. If they can show me that, I'll listen. I will pay attention to it because what it looks like to me is we've got a bunch of elderly people. Hey, I'm Cuomo. Let me put some COVID patients in with them. I'm Whitmer in Michigan. Let me put some COVID patients in with them. And then, hey, we've got all... All these drug addicts, and we can't arrest them all. We don't have any place to put them. Let's let them all die in the public square. And this, at the end of the day, when you look at the WEF, when you look at the the the, the world, the global society that wants to run everything, they're always talking about population and how many people are on Earth and how we're running out of food and it's unsustainable. They're not mad that they're, they're calling out the weak. And, and it makes me sick. So I think that we are certainly in the same line of thought.
1: Well, and this is at the same time as... Yes, COVID, poor decisions, COVID vaccine being forced on people. Never mind what your physician who has followed you for years may think with with knowing your medical history. We have people who are putting into place or attempting to policies that are blatantly killing people. And at the same time, they're trying to tell us to trust our government, trust that they have our best interests in mind, trust that we're not burning down um, manufacturing facilities of food and doing things that are going to starve the population, trust us, trust us. But yet at the same time, they are killing people and there's no covering it up. There's no apologies for it. People are dying and yet somehow we're supposed to believe them. I just, it's insane to me that anybody would still follow this and agree with this and think that these people know what the hell they're talking about. I'm sorry, but.
0: Missy, you, you, you and I could not agree more. I appreciate you calling in. I like, I like how energetic you are as well. Um, she mentioned something about about the plants burning down. And, and Carrie, we've mentioned it briefly here on the show, and mm-hmm. I know that I saw Tucker Carlson talk about it at length. There are like 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 different little fire here, a little burn yeah. down over there, something happened over there. And and, and uh, Tucker said, yeah, this is all pretty suspicious, but it turns out in the course of a year, something like this can happen. But last night I'm on, I'm on Twitter and there's a picture of 10,000 dead cows, just like in some cow farm somewhere in the United States of America. They just all died and mm. there, there's no excuse for it. I can't figure. And, and it makes you, it makes you think, well, wait a second, who benefits from us not eating meat? Who benefits from there not being enough food? Who bene- I mean, and this, it turns out they want us on alternative foods. They want us on on a different thought process than what we normally would have gathered and and cooked up and ready to go. Did you see this story about the ten thousand dead cows? I didn't
2: see the cows. No,
0: it's a grotesque, uh, a grotesque. He said, picture <laughs> of a bunch of a bunch of cows on their backs or on their sides, their legs up, and they're all dead. Wow. And and I'm not I, I'm not getting a really good answer as to why they died, and we're just supposed to believe that they just up and died. This at the same time. As, and I'm not saying this is connected but it's worth it's worth mentioning Bill Gates is buying up a bunch of farmland and he's pushing a non-meat alternative now does that mean that Bill Gates killed a bunch of cows no but coincidence is getting a little bit weird for me it's getting a little bit weird suddenly he's the expert on climate he's the expert on vaccines he's the expert uh, on farts he's the expert on cows he's the expert on non-meat he's the expert on everything. And he's just some freaking guy that built a computer program uh, at Microsoft. So I'm confused by why we we sit back and we don't start adding two and two just to see if we do get four. It's like if you say the things that I just said – then people are going to think, well, he's a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the end result of making drugs legalized or decriminalized is 110,000 dead, 110, dead Americans from drug overdoses or poisonings every year. Not stopping fentanyl coming across the border is resulting in 110,000 dead Americans every year. Not, not uh, taking care of our food um, um, suppliers and these processing plants it's costing us a lot more money to go and buy the foods that we want to eat. Gasoline is through the roof. Why is all this happening now? Why the perfect storm now? Why hyperinflation now? Why the war right now in Ukraine? I think it's time that we sat down and examined all this stuff. I just threw so much against the wall that we can't even talk about. So I've got an interview coming up, but Carrie, do me a favor and look up that ten thousand cow, you know, like massacre. They're just I
2: definitely dead. will. Yes, because I hadn't heard that before.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you. There's something weird going on, and we need to have our eyes wide open. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Keep it right here.
3: This is The Joe Pags Show.
0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Sheila gunn She's the Alberta Bureau Chief for Rebel News and the host of the weekly The Gun Show with Sheila gunn Sheila, how are you? Good to see you.
3: I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, you are great. and I'm really glad to talk to you today. And, and I just mentioned this briefly before we started, um, Justin Trudeau, great hair, um, good looking guy. Uh, he appears to be nuts. I, it, and again, I'm here in the United States, and, and I don't want to speak out of turn other than what I've seen from the guy. He's smooth. He's suave. He reminds me a lot of, of Gavin Newsom, although not quite as tall. Um, but these mm-hmm. are a, a couple of slicksters that, that I really think think that they were somehow anointed by a king or a queen. And before I get into the specifics about guns and about masks and about mandates and about trucks, just if you don't mind, I'm just a doofus here in Texas Tell me what, what I don't know about Justin Trudeau. Am, am I pinpointing him pretty well?
3: Yeah, you're nailing it. Uh, Justin Trudeau is exactly the way you say. He is um, an emotionally uh, unstable individual. He's okay. prone to outbursts. He says crazy things. He says unconstitutional things. Um, and he does really think that he was anointed, that this is his birthright, since his dad was the prime minister, who was also likewise a terrible individual. But he thinks that this is just something that he gets to inherit and something that he gets to do. Unfortunately, he gets to be prime minister by doing things to us and against our will.
0: But Sheila, I guess what I'm, I'm confused about is uh, most people that I talk to from Canada and most people that observe with, with an open mind and objectively observe know that what you just said is true. So why is he yeah. the leader? Why does he keep getting elected?
3: Well, you know, we don't have what you have in the United States where you work? have these weighted areas. What we have is basically two or three, maybe four regions of the country that control Everything there are right. regions like mine here in alberta i 'm we 're canada 's texas yeah. we 're the most conservative place we're the we 're the place with the oil we 're the place with the farms we 're the place with the guns. We give a lot into the national system, but we don 't get a lot back and we are controlled by the population bases in Vancouver in Montreal. Particularly Toronto and to some extent Ottawa, and those places really decide the fate and future of the country. For me, out here in the West, the way the voting works, by the time the votes are cast in Toronto, my fate is decided. My vote doesn't even count.
0: Wow, I, I, you know we do see that a lot here as well. You're right. I mean, L.A. It is, decides basically for all, and San Francisco for all of California. New York City decides for all of New York. New York State is. Basically a red state, except for the very blue area with about 8 million people in New York City. So uh, same thing with Illinois and Chicago. So, so how, do you, how do you defeat that? You have to just convince people that this guy isn't going to get it done for you, that he wants to be a king. Listen, when a guy says something like, and I'm going to paraphrase it, this is not going to be exactly uh, what he said, but this is the context of it. When he was asked what he would like to be able to do or what leaders around the world he would like to be able to emulate, he, he said he'd like to, to be more like a Chinese dictator. Because when the economy 's failing, they could just do whatever they want to do to fix it. I mean, forget about freedom and liberty, forget about having having you know the, the ability to live and have human rights. He, he wants to be like a Chinese dictator, and he said it out loud Sheila
3: yeah, and it you know it really didn 't make any difference to the media at the time and and to liberal voters at the time because they just wanted to vote for change at the time we had uh, a long-serving conservative prime minister who yeah. I think saw us through um, the economic catastrophe of uh, the Wall Street meltdown, probably better than anywhere else in the world. But he was boring, <laughs> really boring. So he was you a boring guy? Trade. I mean, come on. Uh, look, I'll take boring any day. Yes. But liberal. Liberal voters want some pizzazz, they want excitement, they want great hair and fancy socks. And now, you know, those chickens are coming home to roost. However, you know, I do think, especially over the pandemic, the political lines are sort of breaking down in Canada. In Canada, we have, you know, the Liberal Party And then we have a party that's even further to the left of the Liberal Party, if you can even imagine that. And then we have the one party that serves all conservative voters. But over the course of the pandemic, you see people that you know used to be Justin Trudeau voters coming around to our way of thinking because it really isn't, um, I guess it's not about the old parties anymore. It's about People who want to be left alone, yeah, and people who won't leave them alone. That's really where people are sort of regressing to now, and people are realizing that, particularly during the pandemic, you figured out who wanted to be left alone yes. and who insisted that they were going to tell you how to live your life.
0: She's with uh, Rebel News. Go to rebelnews.com. Uh, Sheila Gunn Reid, the uh, Bur- uh, the Alberta uh, bureau chief, he said, and also the host of the Gun Show with uh, with Sheila Gunn Reid. So. When I saw what was happening with the truckers, and my dad was a trucker, um, you know, I, I drove uh, dump trucks when I was younger. Um, I understand what these men and women go through. This is hard stuff, and they're, and they're supplying us with our goods and what it is that we need. The whole controversy was this doofus, and, and I apologize. You want to call my president a doofus, please feel free. But this, this doofus decided that you can go to America and get the stuff, but you can't come back. Unless you prove that you've been that you've been vaccinated, so-called vaccinated. Of course, this is an experimental drug that is not a vaccine. But uh, you had to prove that, and the truckers were peaceful in stopping their trucks on the side of the road and saying, "We're not doing it. We're just not doing it." And and and, and there was no violence. The violence came from the government side. When I saw that, that go down, does that lead to what you were just saying, that people are going, okay, I thought I was liberal or really, really liberal or I was conservative. Now I just want the truckers to be left alone. Now I just want the government to get out of my business. Did he overstep his boundaries on that one?
3: I think so. Um, using a law, the Emergencies Act, that is reserved for 9 level events, yeah. Pearl Harbor level events, using that on peaceful truckers and their allies, thousands of peaceful, innocent Canadians whose only crimes were disagreeing with Justin Trudeau on pandemic restrictions, treating them like terrorism financiers, seizing their bank accounts, seizing their assets. For a lot of people who were liberal voters, who even said, you know, I'm kind of pro-restriction. For them, that was a bridge too far to yeah. see bounty castles and street parties and, you know, pop-up soup kitchens. They were feeding the homeless in Calgary or, excuse me, in Ottawa, doing the things that uh, the government says that they do. Well, the truckers and their allies were doing it. Uh, For a lot of people, for them, that really was just a bridge too far. And I think to add to that, the chaos and mayhem unfolding in Canadian airports right now as uh, Justin Trudeau tries to sort out um, dealing with, Um, screening people and customs issues after cutting um, people from the workforce, uh, particularly in our airports because of vaccine firings, because he mandated all of the public sector to be vaccinated. And now it's causing serious, internationally embarrassing problems in our airports. For people who said fine, I'll get a vaccine so I can go on an airplane because Canada joins North Korea and China in mandating our travelers to get uh, vaccines. Even for those people who said, fine, I'll get a vaccine if it means I can travel or at least get out of this country. Even for them now, they're saying this is too much. This is mayhem and this is unnecessary.
0: You know, I gotta. I don't know what the hell he's thinking, and 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 I'm glad that people in Canada are standing up because when I saw them stop the GoFundMe, that was worth millions of dollars. When I saw them stop the bank accounts, when I saw them arresting people, and then to make matters even worse, they were lying. They were saying the truckers were being violent. Was there any evidence whatsoever that any trucker started any violence? This appeared to be one thousand percent peaceful.
3: It was completely peaceful. Um, At the time, our public safety minister, Marco Mendicino, he was out there repeatedly, I think, 12 different times. He said that law enforcement asked for these tools to be unleashed upon peaceful civilians. Well, now it comes out in testimony at House of Commons hearings that no police service, be it our federal police service, the RCMP, the provincial police service, the OPP, or the Ottawa police, when the truckers were in Ottawa, not a single police force asked for this. And secondarily, we've obtained through exclusive access to information documents that not only were the police not asking for this to be invoked upon peaceful protesters, but they were telling the ministry, these people are peaceful. There are no reports of violence. And yet, because they embarrassed the government internationally and inspired other people in other countries to do the same, they had to be smashed with the full force of the state.
0: Unbelievable. And, and we watched those videos. I mean, one of your fellow correspondents gets, gets hit in the leg with, with some sort of projectile. The whole thing was just nuts, and we're watching going, I thought Canada was the peaceful version of us. You know, I, yeah, we, we love you guys, and I, I, it's so hard to believe that somebody could sneak in and become this wannabe monarch because he's... Got nice hair. It's very strange to me that, that we're watching it unfold. And then let's fast forward to why we got a hold of you just the other day. And he walks out on camera with about 15 dorks behind him wearing masks um, and he and he proudly, with a smile on his face, talks about how this is so great. We're gonna freeze gun sale, handgun sales. You can't you can't share them. You can't trade them. You can't buy them. You can't do it. You can't bring them into the country. This is gonna be so great. And then people start clapping. You can't even you can't hear what they're saying because they're wearing masks like idiots. Um, and, and they're all clapping. This is wonderful. We really did it. And it really dawned upon me, Sheila, that as he was saying it, he was surrounded by good guys with guns. I'm sure. He was protected right then and there by good guys with guns, something that you're not supposed to be allowed to do. What goes through your mind when you see him do stuff like this?
3: Well, it is, once again, that disconnect where you have this one person who's elected by big cities um, dictating what happens in the rest of the country. We are the second largest country by land mass on the face of the earth. We have one of the most sparsely populated countries, on the face of the earth. Myself, where I live, I'm 30 minutes from the closest RCMP station. If somebody breaks into my house, according to my prime minister, it is my civic duty to die by that maniac's hand. He has said publicly that it is not a human right in this country to defend yourself using a handgun. I guess I have to engage in in fisticuffs with a maniac or assume their benevolence that they're just in breaking into my house to take my tv and my computer and not my life or something else um it's really outrageous but it shows how out of touch he is because he has a good guy with a gun sticking up for him and that doesn't even take into account that the problem with gun crime is happening in liberal cities in Canada, just like it is in the United States. And instead of looking at what's happening in the United States and saying, you know what, maybe we shouldn't undergo the Chicagoification of an entire country yeah. by banning handguns and just letting the bad guys have them, maybe we should reassess how the bad guys are getting the guns. Justin Trudeau doesn't want to do that because that means assessing his open border policies, because for liberals in Canada, they like to pat themselves on the back and say us Canadians are so peaceful and so good that we have the longest undefended border on the face of the earth. And that's all well and good. That's because our our American friends are so nice. You could take us over if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) And some days I'm willing to hear those arguments, but um, you know, they, Basically, you can just walk across the border into this country as an illegal migrant. Yeah. Um, it, we there are we've done dozens of reports about the human trafficking happening in upstate New York where people just drive to the border in a taxi and get out and walk across and our national police carry your bags for you. That's the same way illegal guns are getting into the country. And instead of dealing with that. They're cracking down on people like me who are already vetted daily to have the level of licensing that I have to be able to use a handgun and to use a handgun in this country. I I have a lot of land. I can't go in the backyard and shoot. I can't. I have to call ahead to a bureaucrat in a cubicle. He's going to give me permission to take my handgun to the gun range, the only place in the country that I can use it go directly there and come directly back. No stopping. And I have to have his permission to go there to use my lawfully obtained firearm. That's the only place. So as a handgun owner, we're already jumping through hoops. So this ban, I mean, it's already targeting the most law abiding people in the country. It doesn't do anything to deal with how the gangs are getting them. But Justin Trudeau doesn't want to admit that his open border policies have failed. I look at that open border in upstate New York and I think, well, you guys in Ottawa were pretty good with putting up the fences to deal with the truckers having a street party. Why don't you get that same guy that hire that company that put up those fences and put one up in upstate New York? And then we'll deal with the illegal migrant problem and the illegal gun problem. But that is, you know, it it means that Justin Trudeau wouldn't be entirely progressive if he did that.
0: Well, it would make too much sense. That's why. Sheila uh, Gunn-Reed is her name. Alberta Bureau Chief for Rebel News also hosts a a weekly program called The Gun Show with Sheila Gunn-Reed. You should come to Texas sometime on a Saturday afternoon when I'm off. Uh, I'll sit in the backyard, we've got some acreage here, and we'll hear the neighbors taking target practice you know on the next uh, 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 piece of land over, and everybody's fine with it. Um, I don't know why you would have to call somebody if you're thirty miles away from anybody uh, to, to get the okay. But why do you think he did this? I mean, obviously, he invokes Uvalde, which is thousands and thousands of miles away from him. The guy who, who killed a bunch of kids at school was not somebody who followed any of the laws because it's against the law to shoot your grandmother in the face. It's against the law to kill 21 innocent people out of school. So as you said, the bad guy is not going to be affected by any change in law. Does he virtue signal because he thinks that'll get him more votes? Why do you think he did it right then and there? He actually said Uvalde was the reason why.
3: Sure. There's a lot of me too, me too happening with Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden, where they're sort of competing to be uh, who's the most progressive leader, who's the leader of the progressive cabal globally and who gets to lose (laughs) Americans and Canadians. It doesn't matter who wins. We're all losing. But, um, you know, at the same time, Justin Trudeau, on the flip side, gun crimes that gangs commit, he's actually removing The mandatory minimum sentencing guidelines for that stuff. So if you are involved in gun trafficking, if you're involved in armed robbery with a handgun um, or if you commit another crime in possession of a handgun that you're not licensed to have, those sentences are being dropped back because Justin Trudeau says that it is an example of systemic racism to have mandatory sentences in place. So he's naturally, because he's a lazy and not very bright man, he's always taking the path of least resistance. When you go after lawful Canadian gun owners, we're lawful. We'll just comply with the law. We don't like it, but we'll comply with the law. So it's easier to go after us instead of the gangsters. Is
0: he is he really that dumb do you think? I mean uh, uh, how yes. we, uh, you're a racist <laughs> if you're against people illegally having guns and doing crimes with them? That makes you a racist? I, I you know, I thought these punishments were supposed to be deterrents. You're not going to have a deterrent effect if you're punishing them less by breaking a law that you just made. What?
3: Right. Well, that's exactly it. So it, he's making it easier to be a recidivist gangster. Yes. But he's turning an entire class Of Canadians who haven't done anything wrong, who actually have followed all the rules. He's turning them into criminals on paper if they try to, for example, if I try to transfer one of my handguns to my daughter upon my death, I can't do that. I'm a criminal, she's a criminal.
0: That's crazy. It's uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Go and, uh, check out rebelnews.com. Check out her show, The Gun Show with Sheila gunn It's a weekly program on Rebel News. I appreciate you taking the time. I-, I have to go, but I've got 30 more questions for you. So let's do this again, can we? You got it. I really appreciate your time today. We're back after this. Stay right here.
2: This is The Joe Bag Show.
0: Maybe for a quick pop culture, but what you got, brother? So have you seen this uh, video footage of Tom Hanks getting upset at some uh, fans? No. Yeah, they they bumped into his wife and they're coming out of a restaurant Wednesday night and
2: uh, she almost fell down. And so he started like telling them off.
0: Oh, no, we got to check that out. Tom's too nice for that. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. This
2: is the Joe
1: Peg Show.